Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. We have a special week. Uh, we took, we're taking a small break for Marcus Park's mental sanity on account of the Jonestown episodes were crazy and long. And thank you all for the awesome response. I know the research was heavy and, uh, Marcus had sweat on his brow for multiple, multiple weeks, uh, siphoning, siphoning through all of that madness. Uh, so this week we're going to give you a little bit of a bonus or a little bit of a teaser of what you would get if you subscribed to our Patreon. So I'm going to read some creepypastas, be horrible at it, and also we have a bonus episode or a free episode, as always free I suppose, but an episode of page seven. We're going to drop that right here in the last podcast feed. Similarly uh, to what we did to the with the uh, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, thank you all so much for supporting that show and thank you all so much for supporting all the shows here on LPN. So if you want to check out page seven, it's a celebrity gossip show with Jackie Zabrowski, Molly Neffel, and of course the handsome boy himself, Marcus Parks. If you don't want to check it out, don't check it out. It's all good. So, all right, I will begin the creepy pasta experience. I hope you're stoned. I, I wish Henry was here to tell you to roll up a hog's leg or something like that. Uh, but nonetheless, I hope you're with friends and uh, not too alone because certainly uh, this will get creepy all right this one's called the smiling man so he's very happy the story begins about five years ago i lived downtown in a major city in the u.s oh my maybe cleveland i've always been a night person so i would often find myself bored after my roommate who was decidedly not a night person went to sleep To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. Well, isn't that fun? I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had had a reason to feel afraid. He spent four years like that. Yes, a smiling man. Spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. (laughs) That was kind of a fun joke. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday. 
somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for, mo- even for a weeknight, with, a v- with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to <laughs> I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. Uh-oh. Is love in the air? Alright. At the far end of the street on my side was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking? Headed straight for me. Decidedly, he was probably drunk. I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about a half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to walk, to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty, still unnerved. I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. He's gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast, kind of a fast walker. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him. And then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone. Except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there completely frozen as the smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking at the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, What do you want? What do you want? In an angry, commanding tone, What do you want? What came out was a whimper, What? Like a, like a whimper sound, like a what? What? 
Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my, my I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dancing, walking away. Just like that, not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was he was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side street and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile. But he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out on an, I, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. Well, isn't that good? It's about mental health. And that is something we have to talk about in our society today. I went to the therapist yesterday. I'm going to get on Wellbutrin. So, so don't worry about me if you're walking at night. The Smiling Man. Okay, scary stuff there. That was, that was creepy. All right, it's time for another creepy pasta. This one's called What You See. What You See. Okay, it's going to start now. Daddy smoked, coughed, and sputtered until he spat his heart out. Oof. It hit the floor in a mess of black blood that looked like ink. He said, This cough will never leave me. I told him it would take him away, and he got mad, lips all curled up and eyes narrowed, while he shoved another cigarette in his mouth. After that day, I kept my comments to myself. Didn't say a word when Mum started walking around with a metal rod jutting out of her. What is happening? Never spoke about the lump of cells on the back of my cat's neck. This is, you should talk about it. When people in the streets walked past, leaking from bullet wounds or with glass shards through their clothes, I kept my eyes on the ground and thoughts to myself. Figured that was the best way to deal with it. I didn't ask to be cursed. Didn't make sense that I do it. Didn't make sense that I do it to anyone else. And so I tried to live and be normal. I met a girl that was perfect, one that could make my heart beat a little faster while her smile and with her smile and who had me thinking about her all day. People like her were rare, the undamaged kind. I did everything I could to make it work and make it work I did. We moved in together, worked out together, shared our feelings and went on extensive trips overseas. Oh, that's kind of fun. One night in Paris, I bent the knee. She said yes. Soon after, we had the best wedding a couple could ask for. 
If she was my Valentine, then I would forever be her Valentino. I loved her. Truly loved her. And when I woke up each morning, I didn't have to worry about getting her sick. She would live naturally and I would be by her side. A year after we eloped, we had a little Amy. A girl just as perfect as her mother. When Amy turned five, she showed promise far beyond any other child I met. She understood feelings and needs, and she would never throw tantrums or argue back. Most people commented on how we'd raised such a lovely child. I decided that if there was anyone I should be honest with, it was my daughter. And so one day, I decided to tell her about my power. I said, Amy... Do you know, do you want to know daddy's secret? A secret? Amy's face lit up and she dropped, uh, dropped her toys. Daddy has a talent, I said. Amy sat by my feet, her eyes wide. Talent? Like a superpower? Amy nodded. When I look at you and mommy, I see you safe and healthy. But for other people, I can see when they're hurt or sad, even before it happens. Amy frowned. You see bad people. Not bad people. People that have bad things happen to them. Amy's eyes went wide and her face hardened with understanding. You mean like the thing pointing out of daddy's chest? Holy hell. He's got a thing coming through his chest. He's dead. Wow. Wow. As a, she sees it. Wow. Well, isn't that, that's a parable for parenting. A lot of people think our parents are dead. All right. Well, that was scary. That's when the cannibalism started. All right. The name of this creepy pasta is, I'm going to murder my husband. Well, that is a mean thing to do. I'm going to murder my husband. Okay, the creepypasta begins now. I'm going to murder my husband. It's not what you think, not even close. It has nothing to do with hatred and absolutely everything to do with mercy. Oh, my goodness. That reminds me of a great documentary I saw called Gleason, all about a man dealing with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, one of the worst. Oh, jeez. It's not what you think, not even close. It has nothing to do with hatred and absolutely everything to do with mercy. I just can't bear it anymore. We used to be so happy. You know, that perfect moment when you see that somebody that you know you'll love that person forever. Something just clicks in you. Every day when he'd come home from work was the same. We'd ask each other how each other's days was, eat dinner together, and just relax in each other's arms afterwards. I loved our long walks at night, but nothing pleased me more than those lazy days when we would just bask in each other's company. <laughs> That's gross. Basket in each other's company like that. Uh, because when you're truly in love with someone, that's really all you need. Except that's not how it works. Love doesn't last. Or common decency, for that matter. Do you know what he did? Do you know what the former love of my life did to me? 
He went out and actually introduced me to her. All right, it's over. You don't love me anymore, fine, I get that. But what kind of sadist wants you to be friends with the one who ruined your life? Was it all some kind of sick game? Did he ever really love me? Look, I understand I'm not really his wife, but what does that even mean? I've never really understood these kind of labels. Love is love, right? I guess I'm just nothing to him now, if I was ever anything at all. So this is the horrible reality that I've been dealt. I just want the pain to end and that ev- then everything will be okay. I know it. So I wait with bated breath for my former love to get back and get, o- and get this over with. Suddenly, the front door opens. Ethan, you home yet, baby? The interloper, the interloper yells out. I like interloper. Uh, well, okay. The interloper yells out. Suddenly, my body twitches. My fur stands up and my tail stands on end. I can't help. I can't help but reconsider. Even better, I think buried all my teeth. It's a dog. Oh my god. You know, I that it's it's a dog. Wow. <laughs> well, you you can trust him. Dog, don't, don't worry about it. That's that's a that's cute. That's fun. See, I read these stories right along there with you folks. And uh wow, some people are saying it's a monkey, but I think it's a dog. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. So that's a uh, man's best friend. But I guess they get a little jealous, too. And best friends get jealous, too. So, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my. All right. The name of this story is It Started as a Leak. So it began just kind of as a leak there. The story begins. The rainy season began in early summer and June had been no exception. It did not surprise the man when he discovered rainwater dripping from his dining room ceiling. Shrugging it off, he placed a tall pot beneath the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain, and before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. I'm going to overflow. And he had to dump the water out first thing in the morning and straight after he returned home from work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. The white ceiling had discolored, turning a dull shade of brown. He checked the weather and realized that it would be that it would continue to rain sporadically over the next 10 days. The man was worried about the ceiling mildewing and becoming an expensive repair, so he called a local handyman. Unfortunately, the man could not sign to have the repairs done. Only his landlord could. It was a frustrating policy. The man called his landlord but could not reach him. He left him a few voicemails detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless as to why his landlord would not return his calls. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be able to that he would not be held accountable for any damages sustained. Well, that's good tenant rights, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget you got him. One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned on his bedside lamp, and just vaguely, he could see an overturned table and a large shape laying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging at the smell. Oh my, gagging 
at the smell. The man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a coffee mug resting in his hands. He did know one thing. There had been a dead body in his ceiling, and the water had saturated it so badly that it caved under the weight. So far, the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and, uh, and was being autopsied. Okay, so so far the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and was being autopsied. <laughs> That's a fun one. Well, the man waited. He called his landlord and finally reached him, panicking as he explained the situation. His landlord was just as alarmed. The man pleaded for him to come to the station while he made his statement. The man paused as a detective crossed over him, and he lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. His blood ran immediately cold, and he shook his head with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson, his landlord, and he had died over a year ago. That's what disturbed him the most. If his landlord was dead, then who was pretending to be him? <laughs> pretending to be a landlord, huh? Well, that's a crime. Worse than pretending to be a cop. All right, so his landlord was, uh, was, was up there kind of dripping on him it started as a leak and ended as a landlord How you there, listeners? Oh, praise be to God that I'm alive and I'm feeling well today and that you're listening. Hello, welcome back to David Berkowitz's Corner. The son of Sam here just enjoying himself and feeling the cool breeze in the tiny six-inch by six-inch window that I'm allowed to look outside of. And oh, is it nice. A butterfly came by the other day and oh, it scared me because it had eyes on the back of it and like it was looking at me. Like it was staring at me like it knows what I did. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that a butterfly, only God can touch me, butterfly. You want me to come out of there with a goddamn bucket? With a goddamn pot and pan, I'll smash you. I'll turn you into a butterfly pancake. And even that's kind of funny. Just thinking about it. Just imagine a pancake in the shape of a butterfly. Wouldn't that just be adorable? It's something you get in Park Slope at the brunch. My thing about brunches is that I hate waiting for food. In the morning, the last thing I want to do is go sit with a bunch of schmageggies just sitting there being like, oh, I hope they don't run out of biscuits in time because this is one of those restaurants where everybody runs out of biscuits because like, oh, they make it fresh and some hipster girl with armpit hairs back there making it. Oh, she's getting the hairs in there. I hate seeing that. Oh, man. I don't get much brunch anymore, though. Now we get kind of a cold gruel, but I tell you what, I, I'll go back for seconds because I got a reputation to keep up and a, and a gut, and a gut dimension. Oh God. Oh, they call me the Jewish Santa in here, which is, I, I, I find it to be ironic because you just think that the, you know, the real Santa, uh, he's not as cheap as the Jewish Santa would be. Ah, get out of here. Get out of here with these jokes. They tell me, David. But now, by the bra- the 
grace of God himself, I'm alive. Because as you know, I was put in the hospital there for a little bit. And oh, God, was I worried. Because it was like judgment day is coming. And I know now that my soul is clear. I know that I am. I have made peace with our Lord and Christ, Jesus Christ. Oh, I love you, Jesus. You've never been nothing but good to me. Big ups to you, Jesus Christ. But I'm worried for everybody else. Because I know that there's people, even people in a jail here, that have not received the wonderful word of Jesus Christ himself. And they're going to go down there, oh, with their horns. They're going down to hell with all the, oh, the demons. And they're laughing, sticking at you with the big forks. And they're going, oh, wow, 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 wow. And you're sitting there and you got, you got your feet. Over a bunch of coals, and you have to go, oh, wow, 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 wow. And the prince is there because of his sexuality. That's what he's down in hell for. And me, I'll be up in heaven with me. And oh, glorious, glorious, glorious Abagoda. Me and him together. I, I, he was such a good actor. And it's a Shonda. That he never received an Oscar for for loose lip goon and, and all twenty five movies that he was in, um. But again, I dodged a bullet. Uh, I I just want to say I I mean you know which is sad because many people I've met did not dodge bullets. That's a funny joke. My roommate's laughing. Isn't he laughing? Quit touching me. Quit touching me. You make me gay. I won't get to go to heaven. Okay. Now you know I was reading about this thing, but first of all. Today is coming out. This episode of uh, David Berkowitz's Corner is coming out on a very solemn day. Jennifer Aniston broke up with the boyfriend Justin Theroux. Oh, when will she find love? I worry about her because, I mean, there's only so much a millionaire with perfect breasts and a wonderful face and just covered with stem cells. It, I mean, what else could go wrong for her? She was almost on Saturday Night Live. Did you know that? Oh, that's good. They only asked the most talented audition. And she went in there and she chose friends. Which I honestly think it's nice that she chose friends over just being all in the limelight. She chose a nice, independent little television show that she could be on. And everyone's rooting for because she's out there doing what the auteurs do. She's out there just being like, just, just slumming it. And I'm so proud of her with the big perky breasts. There's no way she'll ever find somebody else. She's so disgusting. She was so lucky to be with Justin Theroux. She doesn't understand. Me, what I see in a woman, what I like in a woman. Oh, I like a woman who looked like she could carry a bag of rocks up a hill. I want a woman who looks like if you, if you hit her with a tsunami wave, she wouldn't fall over. Big round ankles. I want a woman with the size 11 shoe with hair on the top of her feet. Like, oh, like my mother. Oh, if only you didn't give me up, mother. Then things wouldn't be like it was today. But you know what? In the end, I thank her. Because if it wasn't for the crimes I did and the jail time I served, I wouldn't found the delicious, beautiful light of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you. Hail Mary. Oh, Father. Oh, biggity boo. Love it. Nothing but fun, nothing but laughs. But I feel bad for Jennifer because she's no Courtney Cox. That's a talent. I love Courtney Cox. She was just so funny with the snarkiness, and she was just all like, "Oh, I'm the neat freak." And then Ross was, "Oh, I'm a grumbly. I'm a neat freak." I think I was Ross a, a neat freak. I don't know. My roommate's just he's shitting right now, so I'm not supposed to be looking at him. 
He's beautiful in that dress. This has just got to be what a tragedy. And there's so many tragedies going on right now. You know, they canceled Disjointed. So many tragedies happening. I saw it on my I saw it on my Yahoo News. And then all of a sudden, oh god, you mean to tell me that we can't we can't see Justin Thoreau and Jennifer Aniston at any more of the big events? I loved him in his suits. I love Jennifer Aniston. Oh, you can see them nipples half the time through your shirt. It's so nice to see. It's just nice to see the woman's alive. That's what I like most, is that when your woman's nipples are hard through her shirt, you know that she's doing a life. She's doing good. Oh, God. I gotta say, though, it's hard in here because being without a woman in jail has just been a shanda. I am sick of it. I'm so horny. The other day, I stuck my dick in an orange, and I said, thank you, ma'am. Oh, I'm working on a tight five. I was reading, someone did a breakdown of the recent interview if I did. If you hadn't watched, go look at it. It's on ABC. It's sort of the same recent interview. I looked great. But when they people see a People Magazine, oh God, what he told, wrote about me. This is what People Magazine said about me, and it just makes me go, oh, uh, uh, uh. he is a gnome-looking, bald, chubby guy with cheeks, and he comes bouncing out to meet you. He is quite different from the sullen son of Sam from the 70s. Yeah, yeah, of course I am. You know what I mean? I'm 20 pounds thicker. I got that prison muscle. Because all I got to do is just always running and hiding because people say I look like an hors d'oeuvre and they just want to stick a stick at me. And I don't like it. Because any one of these sort of behaviors is going to be the kind of thing that keeps me going from, oh, oh, glorious heaven. Oh, heaven is not a place on earth. Not like that song. It's a a lie. That song is a lie because it's not a place on earth. So what I thought we'd do today is that normally, oh God, you know I like to go through like various sundries, I like reading articles and kind of talking about addition, about what's kind of happened in the news, addition about things that will help your lifestyle brains. But what I would thought, have you heard about this thing called life hacks? It's it's like, you know, when you get hacking into the mainframe, it's like uh, in those old movies, that movie with Angelina Jolie, oh, she had some bubbies on her. Angelina Jolie went clickety clickety click and she's like we're in the mainframe and everyone's just like oh we're surfing the web and I've never actually I've only been allowed to search the web in little bits in time when I get time in the library but it's nice to just to, to hear about it that there are whole uh, whole websites developed to life hacks now life hacks are these things that uh it's not uh somebody like uh what's his name who's the guy from Seinfeld Wait, hey, tell me, hey, what's the guy from uh, Seinfeld, the, uh, the the bad stand-up? Oh, Seinfeld was funny. He was a, it's a bad stand-up. What was his name? I'm going to look it up right now. Bad stand-up. Bad stand-up Seinfeld. Bad stand-up Seinfeld. Benya. It's that Benya. It reminds me of Benya. So... Life hacks, that's a ban. But if you think about this, we all struggle, right? Every day of life is an endless climb up a mountain that only gets bigger and bigger. So what I have here is a bunch of wonderful little life hacks that are just, uh, you, you take them and you use them. And these are for free. This is for free. Don't you worry about this. Okay, look at this. Valentine's Day 
Valentine's Date night a day early and you could skip the lines for the restaurants. I know that now it's too late, so oh god, I'm sorry about that. I should have done this back in the day. But that's what you gotta do. Oh, look at this. Okay, here's a couple of other ones. When you pay in cash and get change, wrap the coins in the receipt so they all rattle around loose in your pockets and you can easily retrieve it later. This is the kind of thing that what it does is it makes your life a little bit easier a little bit at a time. And that's free. That's a free little thing. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Oh, someone stitched close. The, the outside way on their phone charger, the outside rubber on their phone charger started falling apart, right? And I'm doing that. Oh, God. And you watch it like, oh, do I look like, what kind of schmigaggy do I look like here at the, at the cafe? When I got all my busted up phone chargers and everybody's staring at me. What are you, poor? You some kind of poor? And I'm like, you know, I keep my money in real estate. That's what I always say. You always say that. It's a good way to get out of it. What we got here is a rubber coating on your phone charger. A, way to go, a good way to fix it so people don't ruin your reputation outside is you can stitch it close with some thread. Now, that's easy. What's nice about that life hack is that it only takes about 25 minutes to do a thing that you could do for three seconds with some tape. And it's nice to see your work being put into something because that's what it is with this. Like, oh, God, it's like, how long are we going to be sitting? How long are we going to be sitting here knitting? You, you maybe could have avoided... Walking out in the street getting hit by a truck. It could be like the show Sliding Doors, which we've covered and we've talked about many, many times. Many, many times. So, okay, here we go. Here's another thing. Preventing a roll of tape from closing. Oh, there's nothing that makes me more. Oh, oh. You know, when you're trying to tape, like, like you got a, a squealing little girl. And she's in the back of your car and you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And you try to get the tape around her mouth, and she's screaming like, ah, be kidnapped, be kidnapped. A good way to prevent yourself from delaying her screaming and being heard by the neighbors, and then you being called by the police, and then they find your whole murder kit in the back of your car. Look at it do, Bundy, pretty boy. You can prevent the roll of tape from closing by taking a bread tab, like you got at the end of the bread. It's like, oh, back in the day, they used to deliver to our house. And you go and you get the bread tabs is what keeps the, the plastic bag closed. And you can put it on the tape. You never lose it. Yeah, this is easy. This is one, two, three. Look at these split little tips, little sundries that are going to keep you from feeling frustrated. But the thing is, is that you still have to, like, get it off the edge of the tape. And then put the bread tab on it. So I don't. I'm not, in the end, really sure how much time you're saving. Let's take a look at some more tight life hacks here. Okay. Okay. A floss box phone stain. You can take a floss box and you can put your phone on it. It's a phone stain. For when you're watching porno in your car while you're driving. Here we go. Here's another one. 350 banana hanger from Walmart works perfectly as a headphone rest. That's blowing my mind. This is incredible. Hack, okay. What they say here, okay, this is a life hack that I actually read separately. You know when you get hiccups and they're driving you crazy? I know for a fact when I get hiccups, my roommate goes completely insane. I mean, he is truly, he's a dangerous person. Uh, so a part of it is that. A part of it is that just his general nature is very dangerous. But I get hiccups at night and there's nothing worse than hearing me because like, I get the double hiccups because... I'm shaped like Winnie the Pooh. And I'm there just going, and you got to imagine that the sound itself 
is awful, right? Now, this is true. According to a medical study, the way to, to permanently get rid of hiccups, like let's say you have, because sometimes you could actually have a syndrome, which is also weird that I read about, is that you could get a syndrome where you get permanent hiccups and it's like, oh God, it's a kind of, it's not like a, a curse, like in that movie Thinner, where instead of going Thinner, the woman goes up and goes, hiccups, and you're like, oh, you're funny, gypsy, and then all of a sudden you're hiccuping up for the rest of your life. But what they got, and they say is true, is that you digitally massage your anus. And that can get rid of hiccups. You can look this up. This is not even this is not even a bit. This is not a joke. This is real. You stick two fingers up your asshole and you will stop hiccuping. Maybe because you're shooting so many goddamn ropes. Because the male clitoris is in the butthole. Maybe that's what it is, and you're so distracted that your body resets itself. You're like, whoa, 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 while your penis is flapping around like a fire hose, shooting cum all over your knees. I don't know. All I know is, is that if you do it to yourself, you're not gay. And that's what you're going for. Having pleasure without making Jesus upset. Sorry, Jesus. It's okay, Sam. That's me doing that. That's me doing that. Okay, let me see if a couple... Oh, look at this. Find out if you've used a K-cup or another brand by shaking it. If the coffee grounds are wet, they won't shake. This is why you listen to me. I have not received any emails because I've been doing this very sporadically. And so I understand you're not keeping it up with me all the time. But I think what's important to say is that I'm trying. Oh, Lifehack, put ice cubes in a coffee or hot cocoa to cool it down. This is why I do this show. I do this to entertain and to educate. I am going to go back and say I resent people by saying I'm gnome looking. I'm, I would say I'm gnome looking. I say I'm gnome like in my behavior. You know, and I remember when I told George Pataki, I, at one point, me and Pataki were having a long conversation. He said, do you want to get out of jail? And I was just like, oh, why would I want to get out of jail? And that's what I said to him. I straight up said, murder me. You should have been under me back in the day. But I know you didn't. And thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'm so glad to be alive now. It's just so nice. There's so many different hiccup-themed life hacks. But they don't understand that there's actually just one. All you got to do is stick your fingers up your asshole. Not only do you get a little smile, but also the hiccups stop. And finally, the tortures can end. Which I think is nice. Got a little smile there. How many more life hacks? Because the thing is, is that I was also going through goop. But the thing is that goop, oh God, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Oh, look at this. Okay. Here's a, here's a little thing here. A little or a lot. Two ways to pull off the color lavender. Oh, you could do it with a little bit with a little bag. Because a lot, if you wear a bunch of lavender all at once, you know what you're going to look like? You're, you're going to look like someone who needs to be beaten with a tennis racket. But if you make a little purse, you put a lavender on it. Oh, touch a lavender. What is that, a flower woman? Look at all of these big flappy things. This, this website is absolute garbage. The longer I look at it, the more it makes me, it just makes me so upset. Telling women to wear trench coats is fine. This mushroom hot chocolate, I don't understand. I did a lot of mushrooms in Vietnam, but that was also because I was trying to avoid serving. I wasn't a good soldier. I just don't follow orders well. You know what I mean? I just, I'm not. I'm just one of those, I, I'm, I'm my own boss. I'm mom dates to my own drummer. That's what I do. There's so much absolute 
garbage on this website. I want to say more here. We got this mindfulness here. Mindfulness. Let's see what mindfulness says here in Goop and what we could learn. Okay. How your future self can keep you healthy. Food tra- habits on track. Go fuck yourself. What do facial cupping? Facial cupping? What's that? What is this? Of finding comfort in the Zodiac. Oh, never do that. The Zodiac's the devil's tool. All he will tell you is that, oh, Tauruses are, are stubborn and Scorpios are full of passion. In it. What, if the, what if it's the opposite? What if it's the opposite? What is this? This website makes so damn sense. Sitting here going through this horse shit. I just gonna, I'm never going to know what Justin and Jennifer's babies are going to look like. What kind of tragedy is that? What kind of tragedy is that? It's like we'll never know what a Mike Pence presidency will look like because, oh, our glorious Donald Trump is going to stay president forever. And he knows that what's right is that the only gun control that's correct is using two hands. Hell yeah. Yeah, rock and roll. That's the funniest bit in the world. Everybody's excited for gun control jokes. Oh, you guys need my input. On gun control. Everybody does. Okay, here we go. Life hack. Ten lies parents say, tell a lot, but never notice. Santa Claus is watching you. It says here, instead of threatening them with Santa, not giving them gifts, take away something in the here and now so they know behavior has immediate consequences. I don't know. Sometimes you, it's nice to know that Santa Claus is watching you and someone is trying to masturbate. I will never let anything bad happen to you. That is a thing that you that your parents are saying to kids, and that is, I mean, technically, uh, so technically, if the kid gets like falls out a well or gets uh, taken by a bunch of traffickers, you lied. You could be sued. All right, I guess that's what this means. All right, but since here, you can't protect your child one hundred percent of the time. Instead, use the truth, but frame it so the child does feel protected. Get aware of real dangers. Ain't something like. I will always try to protect you, but there are bad people out there, so that's why I don't want you to wander away from me in a store. As there are kids that are taken from their mommies and daddies, that is terrifying. That would be terrifying to say to your child. That's not, that's not what you, I guess you should said maybe say that. Say it, it's another lie. It won't hurt, I promise. Well, I guess you don't want to be like, this is going to suck. You're going to remember this horrible, this horrible moment for the rest of your life. The park is closed. That is a that's a lie. That is a lie that you shouldn't tell because you know very well the park is open, but you don't have the time to take the kids to the park because you have errands to run instead of lying. Be honest. Mommy can't take you to the park today because we have to get groceries for the week so we can have meals. And I have some other important errands that have to be done today. You're not as important as you should be. That is what you're saying to your child. And in the end, remember, raise your children right because if not, they turn out like me. Keep your mother in play. Another lie to tell them, you are your, you are the best artist. Great job on your painting. Yeah, you don't want to give all that praise. There's no reason. Don't bother praising your child when they aren't sincere. Believe it or not, kids aren't as gullible as you think. So they know when you're lying when they when they are not talented. And if they're not talented, find out if you could do late adoption. Oh, this is sad. I don't know what happened to your artwork that was hanging on the fridge. You know what happened to it because you threw it away. <laughs> That's awful. Can you imagine just throwing out a, some prejudiced piece? It's like, who gives a shit in the end? I mean, kids aren't going to remember. 
I will be there in a minute, which is a lie. I'm going to leave this house without you. You're not, then you're never going to do that. You will not do that. We don't have enough money to blah, 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 blah. I don't understand. There's things trying to say not lie to your kids, but don't you understand that most of parenting is lying? I was lied to about my, I was lied to for a long time and I was fine. And when I found out that my mother had an affair, that I was a product of her illicit erotic affair, then that ruined everything for me. So maybe a little white lie can help a little bit in making sure someone doesn't murder seven people. Oh, look at this. Eight ways to stay calm and cool. How to be more patient or less stressed. Okay, this is easy. Look at this. You guys ready to feel released and relaxed? All right, here we go. Number one, let go. This thing that seems like the end of the world right now, it's not. Promise. Stressing out about the situation you're in won't do any any good because you're already in it. So just let it go. Go fuck yourself. Two, breathe. Don't tell me what to do. I'm supposed to breathe? I'm here. I'm the middle of being absolutely livid. I'm supposed to breathe. Three, loosen up. There's nothing that makes somebody relax more than when you tell them to their face to loosen up. People love to hear it. They love to hear relax. They love to hear don't get angry. Don't be angry. Change your emotions. They love to hear it. Chew slowly. Slow down at the dinner table if you want to learn to be patient and lose weight. Shoveling your food down as fast as you can is a surefire way to eat more than you need to. And find yourself with a bellyache. Go fuck yourself again. I'm just listening making me angry. Enjoy the journey. Focusing on the end result can quickly become exhausting. Chasing a bold, audacious goal that's going to require a lot of time and patience, split it into several mini goals. So you have several causes for celebration. That's like when I get up, right? My first thing is, please make sure that my body didn't shit itself in the night. If that hasn't happened, oh, step one, completed. I'm okay. Step two, are my feet too swollen to put on socks or shoes? No? Wow. I am moving at light speed. Everybody's jealous of me today because I'm just, whoa, tap dancing down the street. Everybody's loving me because my feet aren't filled with blood clots to the, that are going to travel up my legs to my spine and make me paralyzed. Look at the big picture. Will this matter to me next week, next month, next year, in 10 years? I'll tell you what, when I found out about my mother, it lasted forever. Stop demanding perfection of yourself. Honestly, take your, take your standards down. And it says you practice patience every day. And you just have to. You just have to. I just need to read more of these life hacks. Because I didn't know just how much my life needed to be hacked. But now that I know, every day I'm going to get up and read like 19 of these. So I make sure I'm on the straight and narrow. And everything's going to be great. Well, thank you for listening to this week's David Berkowitz's Corner, Son of Sam Corner. I'm not sure what the show is called, but it's just nice to have you with me. And again, if you've got any sort of sundries, any sort of articles you want to talk to me about, I'm going to be trying again, doing these more often. Please send these to me at sonofsam060153 at gmail.com, just so you know, because that's my birthday. So it's not just a random string of numbers. It's how I remember it. It's my birthday. Okay. Uh, well, it's been lovely. Uh, I'm going to sit here. I'm not dead yet. I don't know how many people want me to dead as a Shonda, even though I'm here trying to give the love of Jesus Christ to everyone that I meet. So in salutations, 
thank you, Jesus, for another wonderful day of tap dancing out here on the planet Earth. I'd like to thank Donald Trump for sticking by all his promises and being nothing but a good, honest family man and not like that deep state communist Barack Obama. It's so nice to be finally in the protective hands of a billionaire because, you know, if he's a billionaire, he's so smart, he's so determined, he's so handsome. And he's got a nice head of hair and he's got a big old dick. All he does is have sex. When he has that Stormy Daniels, I was like, oh, that's a get right there. You mean to tell me you wouldn't want a president who hasn't had sex with a porn star? That is impressive. When he gets to go to other places like Uganda or Canada, he can say, hey, I was fucking him. I was fucking a porn star last week. They'll be like, oh, I wish I was you, president of the United States. He's like, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, all I do is fuck, fuck, fuck. Nothing makes me more proud of my country. So arm yourself, have a good old day, praise Jesus Christ, and and give a little bit back to your neighborhood by patrolling it at night and looking in people's houses and checking out their cars to make sure there's no prowlers. Only a prowler can defend against prowlers. Think about that. That's a life hack. Okay. Bye now. Thanks for coming to David's Corner. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this special Patreon bonus episode shared with all of you. Uh, Henry's son of Sam, I'll tell you, that is incredible stuff. You know, I think he can make it as a character actor. I really do. Um, Okay, thanks so much for listening. Find all of us on social media, Marcus Parks for everything. Henry loves you on Twitter, Dr. Fantasty on Instagram. I'm Ben Kissel, one on Instagram, Ben Kissel on Twitter. LP on the left for all the things last podcast. Uh, Go to our products page. Uh, and check it out. We got a bunch of new stuff coming for you. And uh, so excited with how uh, the entire network is uh, going. I hope you enjoyed page seven. If you did, check it out. Uh, for everything politics, check out Abling's Top Hat, Movie Signs with the Mads. You know where to find all the shows right there on the last podcast network. All right, everyone, hail yourselves. Talk to you soon. And Magustalations. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. A car is never just a car. Kelly Blue Book knows it's so much more than that. It's your commuting chariot, your road trip refuge, your I just need a reason to get out of the house. Your car is there for everything. And for everything car, there's Kelly Blue Book. Need a new set of wheels? Price it on Kelly Blue Book. Problem under the hood? Fix it with Kelly Blue Book. Can another car do the job better? Trade it or sell it on Kelly Blue Book. We're here mile after mile, moment after moment. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it. KBB.com. Visit kellybluebook.com to get the journey started.